Dotnet Rocks episode 761 with guest Jeroen Hulsher. Recorded live Thursday, April 19th, 2012. This episode is brought to you by Telerik and by Franklins.net, training developers to work smarter and now offering Gesture Pack, a powerful gesture recording and recognition system for Microsoft Connect for Windows developers. Details at gesturepak.com. And now here are Carl and Richard. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Dotnet Rocks. It's me and you and Richard and everybody's here. Hey, what's up, man? Not too much, although I gotta say, I'm really happy with the tablet shows we've been doing lately. Tablet shows are rocking. Yeah, um, this is published on April 24th, so on April 23rd, which was yesterday, if you're mm-hmm. not, don't worry, don't focus on the time shift, don't look mm-hmm. at the hand, ignore the man behind the curtain, Right. Uh, was a show we did with Billy Hollis on yep. UI design and Metro and all that good stuff. You guys really went to town. Yeah, I, I had had some uh, some moments of clarity about architecture and why we have done things the way we have and why it's so hard to change. Absolutely. Yeah, just realizing how built into our psyche wind forms and battleship gray design is, uh, <laughs> at least around business apps. Even the term battleship gray. Yeah, just, there you go. You Everybody know, knows I, what you mean when you say that. I'm a battleship. I'm not changing <laughs> for anybody. Get so out you have a list of the tablet show. It's at thetabletshow.com. And uh, we're about 30 episodes in. We're focusing on uh, WinRT, iOS, Android, tablets, and mobile devices. And, and we uh, just got comments. And we got a comment engine, just like on .NET Rock. So you yeah. can comment on the shows. And we're giving away a tablet show mug. So if you're li- listening to .NET Rocks and you're concerned about mobile and tablet development and so forth, go listen to the tablet show. We've decided it was so important we needed to do a show every week about that. Hey, uh, before we do Better Know Framework, let's tell the, the people about NDC, the Norwegian Developer Conference. Oh, yes. My, one of my favorite shows of the year. So that's June 6th to 8th in Oslo, Norway. Oslo, Norway. We'll be there. Lots of cool people will be there. We're going to be doing some uh, .NET Rocks episodes as usual. And what I really like, it's one of my reference polyglot shows doesn't matter what you develop in, what style of development you do, what you're thinking about software. There's an, a topic there for you and some like-minded folks that are just trying to be successful. Absolutely. And we'll be there. We, we usually get a fishbowl in the middle of the floor. So stop in and say hi if you're there. You bet. And, uh, well, I guess it's time for Better Know Framework. Hit me. What do you got for me, man? All right. Friend? So uh, I've been doing stuff with uh, async and await, and just trying to get people up on the asynchronous stuff as much as possible. Going out and finding some blog posts, and I found a great post by uh, uh, a, a great sample app by Ron Jacobs. Oh, really? You know, the Ron, Ron Jacobs. The Ron Jacobs, a fellow we have not had on the show in entirely too long. It's been too long. He's a great guy. He uh, did the Artcast podcast for so long. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's using workflow with ASP.NET MVC async controller. Wow! How you can uh, invoke a workflow asynchronously using workflow application from an async controller. It requires MVC four, uh, Microsoft dot activities extensions, which is included. Uh, and it's just a simple hello world workflow, but it's it's pretty cool. And you can get it at tinyurl.com slash mvcworkflow. 
great wow, this stuff. looks cool. It's, this is we got to call Ron and make do a show around this. We got to do a show around this. I this, think you're right. You know, there's just so many cool things hiding out on the internet. We could just do a show just about them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was just reading a piece on uh, a successful test of quantum encryption. What? A successful okay. test of quantum-based encryption using quantum computing. Good God, that's crazy. It's amazing. It's it must truly be amazing. Fast. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking I'm going to save that and a few other bits and maybe do a whole geek out episode on quantum computing. Yeah, because, you know, if, if everything could be compressed with quantum computers, they would just work their way into the core of an OS. It's uh, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Well, and right now they're talking, what I, what I laugh about is they talk about things like, we feel this is going to be like supercomputing. There's only going to be a handful of them around the world. That's mm. all we're really going to need. And I'm like, you know, they said that about <laughs> computers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could be wrong. You might be. Well, you might not be. Who knows? There you go. So who's talking to us, Richard? I grabbed a comment off of show 757, which was the web app design shootout at Dev Connections, if you recall. Awesome. Which was a fun little show. I, I, we'd recorded that live at Dev Connections. You were out in the audience handling the questions, and I, was I your, jumped on the panel and caused some trouble. I was your microphone monkey. Yeah, but you did you did a fine job because there were a lot of questions. I mean, I really love it when an audience grabs a hold of a topic like that and really ran with it. Yep. Uh, the comment comes from John Glasgow, who says, uh, Hi, Carl and Richard. Thanks for the great show. It was the best discussion I've heard about the differences between web forms and MVC. I've been keeping down my use of web forms for some time because I felt that the design model has been unnatural for the web, which is absolutely true. That's what the web form model was all along. I was trying to make win forms for web, which is not natural. In my opinion, MVC just makes more sense to me as it follows a more traditional client-server approach. Thanks for the wonderful content. You've been part of my daily commute for five years now. Wow. So there you go. That's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, John, totally on board. You know, MVC was a rethink in some ways of the way ASP.NET can communicate on the web without using the web form model. Although you can use the two side by side, as we talked about on that panel discussion. Right. Uh, it doesn't make it better or worse per se. It's just two different styles. They both work and uh, use the one that makes you happy or use them both. It's good. And uh, here comes a .NET Rocks mug, man. Thanks so much for your comment. And if you'd like one, write a comment on the website at .NETRocks.com at whatever show you liked. Well, before we introduce our esteemed guests, let me tell you that technology isn't slowing down. Okay, thank you very much. That's all I wanted to say. No. Nice. No wonder Pluralsight's training video library keeps growing. Pluralsight provides comprehensive developer training with over 250 hardcore developer training courses in video form authored by MVPs and industry experts such as our guests. They release 12 to 15 new courses every month, and they offer a free 10-day trial, giving you 200 minutes of access to their vast library. Try Pluralsight today. Subscription plans start at just $29 a month, and Pluralsight is proud to support .NET Rocks. And thank you, Pluralsight. Their words, not mine. And thank you, Pluralsight. Well, I am very proud to get the pronunciation of Jeroen Hulsher's name correct. Thank you very much. Nice. Little little applause for me. Woohoo. Yeroon Yeah, thank you. Yeroon is an accessibility evangelist at Microsoft in the Netherlands and a passionate code purist and interaction nerd. His words, not mine. At Microsoft, he works hard to inspire and activate both the BDM audience, i.e. business decision makers, and the developer community to bring 
better websites to the world, and better web applications. Welcome, Yarun. Well, hi to you all. Yeah. Uh, a passionate code purist. What does that mean? Uh, no plugins? I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is a code purist? Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, well, code purist for me means that um, well, I'd, I'd like to keep it clean and simple. Um, and I'd like to adjust uh, my web applications to the end user instead of uh, one one application that serves the whole web. Okay, so when you say clean, you mean you don't want to you don't want code generated for you. You want to do everything yourself. You want to limit the amount of things and lines of code in any one method. You uh, you want to completely separate concerns, like all of those good principles, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not I'm not really against uh, plugins or libraries, but they have to make sense. Yeah. And um, I'd like to keep them small. You got to understand them. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I I tell my students and used to tell my students was code generators, plugins, third party tools, great, but understand what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no there's no use in using uh, jQuery as a library if you never have written any line of code in JavaScript. Right. Yeah. You're not allowed. <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> Keep out. Yeah. Step away. So you are uh, uh, an accessibility evangelist. Now, so you're all about um, making websites accessible to all. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Well, yeah, I've I've been I've been working as a developer for many years. Um, well, at least many to me, um, about seven years. But I'm still young, so that that means a lot to me. Um, I've been working as a developer uh, before uh, joining Microsoft, and what I do nowadays is is training people to build more accessible websites, and uh, you know, spread the word about accessibility. So let me let me give you the question. So is it about fonts and colors or um, speech, that kind of accessibility? What is what does accessibility mean to you? Well, I, I guess it's it, it means uh, the more logical way of building websites. For example, if you put a, a, a photo slider on top of your page, which includes the the the, the most important uh, content on your page, mm. and let's say that that slider is is written in, in, in for example, Silverlight or Flash. Well, that, that will that will never make it easy for for anyone. Uh, I see. Not for you and me, but um, uh, neither for search engines or people with some kind of disability. Or even mobile phones, for that matter, because you're using yeah. Flash. <laughs> That's the whole new thing, right? <laughs> or Silverlight, yeah. You have to keep it clean and simple and build on top of that. So... Um, Every every piece of data should be available to anyone, and um, it's fine with me if you put in Silverlight or Flash or whatever you might want to need, uh, JavaScript, uh, whatever. But it has to be clean and simple, and it has to stay that way. So, I mean, uh, I still want to use my Silverlight control because it looks really nice. Do I just do I need to build some kind of alternative as well for when it's not available? Well, for example, some XAML is is pretty easy to 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 you know to write in a different way as well instead of Silverlight. So mm-hmm. it can be shown in in some normal data layer or just plain content as long as it's available to to screen readers and 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 and, uh, and search engines. And um, well, it's 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 not really for 
uh, some blind people and uh, and someone with a with a injured leg or something. Right. There's, there are about six six hundred and fifty million people around the world with some kind of disability. Right. And let's say uh, we we might you know reach out to about one percent of them. It still might be a, a pretty good business opportunity. It's still millions of people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, can you answer this question then? How does a blind person use the internet? Period. Well, that's a good question because a, a couple of years ago, I ran into someone uh, who was blind uh, about uh, from his teenage years, I think. And um, I always thought that blind people didn't use, uh, you know, JavaScript or whatever plugins there are available on the internet. But um, he was actually using all of them, and um, it, it it didn't really matter to him whether it was written in JavaScript or Silverlight or Flash or whatever. But the main thing he needed was some level of um, of logic in the um, in the in the code. So it, it needed to make sense in in the direction of reading, and um, uh, he had. Yeah, he, he really wanted to have the, the the most important content on top of the page, and that 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 gave me a lot of insights because um, it's not about using JavaScript or not, but it's about um, you know some some deeper level of, of logic. Yeah. So uh, I had a guy working for me once who was colorblind, and he said that uh, there are a lot of colorblind people out there. So there are certain colors that you want to avoid. Um, using as signals, I guess. And uh, one of the things that I learned was that colorblind people um, typically get uh, confused green and red. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah that, that's a cool feature, right? Because uh, a lot of web shops use either red or green lights, um, you know, to, to to tell people whether products are available or not. Yeah, and it, it, those colors make sense uh, as long as they're in the line at the traffic light, but it doesn't <laughs> make sense on their own. Yeah. So that that's a pretty cool feature. Uh, and, and that's, well, you know, one in eight men is colorblind. So there are actually a lot of people out there. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that that's quite a big number, um, especially in, 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 in the States or in Canada. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by Telerik, makers of Kendo UI. Are you a web or mobile developer who wants to build amazing sites and apps? Looking for the best tool out there that can really improve your development work? We've got the answer for you. Kendo UI is everything you need to build HTML5 and JavaScript sites and mobile apps. In the complete integrated package, you'll find a jQuery-based tool set that includes rich UI widgets, a powerful data source, dynamic data visualizations, and blazing fast micro-templates, all backed by industry-leading professional support. Visit the official Kendo UI website at kendoui.com slash .net, that's D-O-T-N-E-T, to find out more about Kendo UI or download the free 60-day trial with support. Also, Tablet Show number 19 was an interview with Todd Anglin on the Kendo UI. Richard and I talked to him at length about this great tool set. That's at thetabletshow.com, and look for show number 19 in the archives. And when you talk to the Telerik guys, make sure you thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. So my big question is, have you published a guideline of things you should avoid if you want your uh, do or not do if you want your web apps to be accessible? Yeah, well, there's a... Um, um, well, obviously, I'm, I'm from the Netherlands, and our government uh, published um, uh, the Dutch web guidelines back in 2001, 
uh, if I'm correct, and um, they've recently updated those, uh, which are based on the on the WCAG two. Uh, and on the, on the what? I'm sorry. What on the what? On the WCAG two, uh, the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines provided by the W3C. Okay. Um, so that's the that's the main outline for for building accessible uh, platforms and websites. Well, that's um, a good place to start then. Yeah, that that's that's the, the the real place to start. But the difficult thing about that document is that it's pretty hard to. Uh, you know, to, to read between the lines. Um, yeah, it's a WC three doc, so there are a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what we've done at, at Microsoft here in the Netherlands is, um, you know, um, read reread those those articles um, to make them more more accessible to people. So here in the Netherlands, we we narrowed it down to about ten principles. Um, and it will not, you know, cover the complete document by the W3C, but it might be a good start to uh, uh, to make those first baby steps because, yeah. uh, you know, it's really it's really difficult to to build a, a 100% complete accessible website. So if you want to comply to all those uh, to all those rules, it might, you know, wear you down or. Mm. Get, make you bored or whatever it is, and uh, we've seen that a lot here in the Netherlands because those web guidelines that were provided by the Dutch government um, are mandatory for all uh, for all uh, governmental websites here in the Netherlands, which are about I think uh, seven to eight hundred, and there are about twenty five that comply to those rules, and the rest of them either ignore them or hate them or whatever it is. So. Um, well, you know, accessibility is not just not a sexy subject. Um, I think it should be because it helps us a lot to uh, uh, well to make better and more uh, well, yeah, to make better websites. Actually, I, I actually pulled up a copy of version two of the WCAG. This is the W3C doc. And I and yeah. I appreciate that as much as we just made fun of W3C docs are hard to read. They've really pulled out key points. So there's all the fine text, but then they've blown up sort of yeah. key principles like principle one, perceivable information and user interface components must be presentable to users in ways they can perceive. I mean, that's a very sp- clear, specific statement without actually explaining anything. Yeah. Well, the explanations come uh, further deep down the document, right? So, for example, if you uh, if you would like to add video to your website, you need to add a sign interpreter to uh, uh, you know to explain the the written uh, no not the written not the written but the the the, the, the words. spoken word yeah the spoken words and uh, well obviously that's quite an expensive. Uh, yeah, to add isn't closed captioning enough? No, no, not 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 to the highest highest levels of the new documents. Okay, but they're still not sure what what the new standard is going to be. Um, at least not here in the Netherlands. Um, but there are there are three levels in that document, so it's level A, double A, or triple A. And what's probably going to be the uh, the standard is is will be level double A. And that sign interpreter interpreter is uh, a level AAA. So okay. 
It so might AAA not be being the best. Yeah, but that that will count for uh, most governmental websites or stuff like that, and that's going to be a, a really expensive uh, feature to add. Yeah, you're now videotaping another person doing the sign of the text of uh, uh, of a conversation on a video. That's not a trivial thing. No, and 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 it doesn't really make sense to me because for me personally, um, you know, an alternative text that that explains. Uh, what you could, what what other people see in that video is pretty much the same to me. Right. Um, I mean, the experience doesn't have to be the same for everyone, but um, it has to mean the same to everyone. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That you're trying to convey the meaning successfully, but it doesn't have to be identical experiences. Although there's, no. so that, no. I mean, I like that they've broken this down to levels, and I see the W3C doc is broken out too, marking. You know, approaches. This is a level A approach. This is a level AA approach. This is a triple A approach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and so, it should it should make more sense that way um, instead of just telling people that well, these are the rules and you have to comply with them, and that's 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 the whole story. Right. There's only one way to do stuff. Yeah. Eventually, it's all about logic and and serving people in the best way you can, um, and uh, and have, having your content make sense for everyone. Now, I mean, I guess that brings up the question, does this make sense to layer into the same page or do we really want to build an alternate page for accessibility? Yeah, well, I think that, that, that the, latest, uh, the latest thoughts on that is that it's, it just doesn't make sense to build two websites. Right. Uh, to, have a, to have a separate uh, accessible version of your website. Mm-hmm. I think it can be, uh, it can be all the same uh, for most websites. But for example, if you go, if you would go to, to Forbes.com, um, you know, the main content is going to be on, um, I checked it a couple of weeks ago. I think it's on line 470, uh, where you can read the, 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 the main title of the page. And the whole, uh, the whole part, uh, before that is all about, you know, social or banners or navigation that doesn't make sense on that place. So you have to think more about, well, what's most important to my user and keep the rest out of it. Right. Or put it later on in, in, in your content or, um, well, just throw it out. doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, we generally put stuff on our web page for a purpose of some kind, but I appreciate that the order matters, that it makes sense that, that real headers come first. Yeah. And it, it won't make sense... Um, for example, on a mobile platform as well, because you know mobile users want the, the content fast and uh, fast and lean, because that's what three G networks uh, are made of, made for. Right. And uh, well, and we are building separate pages for for mobile these days, right? They, you tend to have an M dot, so it gets back to my original thought of why should we just make an accessibility version of the site? Yeah, I think that that part is um, well. It depends more on uh, on the scenario that uh, that concerns your user, because in many cases, a mobile version might just contain your phone number and your email address, and that's about it. 
Yeah, uh, you tend you tend to thin you tend to thin it down a lot because you're trying to minimize the weight on the page. But by that same token, I'd, I'd like to thin down the accessibility version of the page a lot so that only the content that's really relevant to the reader, the you know, the Braille device, or any of those sorts of things is there. Yeah, yeah, I think that might make sense for the really large websites, but um, I don't think that the the the, the white the White House government website. Um, should have a, a separate one because you know for that type of website websites just a singular website should be enough and and should be clear enough but uh for example for forbes or whatever it is uh yeah that that might be useful um I mean, at I the heard- same time we complain that these government sites are ugly and and you know inadequate not as not as good a use experience as a lot of the more hip modern sites well, we we did a, lo- uh, a couple of projects here in the Netherlands uh, with with some partners of Microsoft, where we build uh, both uh, you know attractive and accessible websites, and I think we really did a good job on those. Um, it, it doesn't really have to uh, say no to the other to the other parts uh, of good web design, uh, and we actually built you know both a responsive design and an accessible website. Um, in one project and it, it really made sense to a lot of people and, it, and we, we you know we, we discussed it with uh, with some disabled people we discussed it with, with a lot of web designers and, and you know they were all happy about that that, that part so Jiren I, I pulled up microsoft.com slash enable which is mm-hmm. a you know great phrasing here and that's the Microsoft accessibility technology for everyone's site yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with this one. Obviously, it's the corporate site rather than the Dutch site. Yeah, well, that, that, that's okay because I talk a lot of, I talk to a lot of um, uh, American colleagues of mine. Surfing the web? Yeah, you ever try to surf the web on your phone? It's a little small, especially when you're looking at a big list like the new feature list for Active Report Six. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've been using it for 15 years. You know, the coolest new feature, I think, is the new Silverlight Report Viewer. What's cool about it, of course, is it's both native Silverlight for printing, but it's also got PDF support, so that really minimizes the amount of data that has to come over the wire. Makes it a lot more efficient. Well, we've been looking for a good solution for Silverlight data viewing. Yeah, it's a great product. I, I think I'm going to order it. Not on that. No, not on here. I'll go to my desk first. Active Reports from Grape City Power Tools. Smarter components for smarter developers. So one of the things I noticed on the site right away is top left-hand corner is a link that says mobile slash text only, which I think is really interesting because it is it is what you'd want on the mobile site, but I guess it's also for folks that want to strip down the art and just focus on the text. Exactly, yeah. Um, there are actually a, a, a lot of uh, plugins that do the same in, in several browsers now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason that they built in this link is that, um, well, it might sometimes be more useful um, uh, for people to have, um, you know, the real raw content. And, and uh, well, some people, for example, if you have um, ADD or, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes all those flashy images might, you know, might be distracting. Give, yeah, might distract these people a lot. And, well, uh, even epileptics, where flashing's a big deal, you know, that can cause seizures. True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, well, apart from from causing seizures, it might just um, distract them on the lower level, but might might still be 
uh, you know, um, uh, well, boring to people. No, well, not, not boring, but yeah, not flashy. Boring is the the right word. Or distracting, really. Yeah, ju- just distracting on a lower level, but um, you know, might might still be a trouble to these people. Yeah, they actually have trouble understanding the page because of all of the touch me, click me, look at me kind of behavior yeah, of most websites. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I understand that 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 some companies really love their banners. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense to the to the end user. So, so there should be some kind of way to to take them out. Or um, and I I, I think uh, that a text only uh, link um, you know might might help uh, might help these people. Well, and I like, and it's apparent to me that this is obviously coding behind the scene because it's the same page. They've right. just added a query string that says V equals T. Right. So that's yeah. a text mode. And they even reference, like, in the normal page, the, the big banner at the top has a rotating series of images of different people with various, uh, accessibility limitations. Mm. And, and they've replaced it in the text version with text that says image colon animated series of photos of computer users, <laughs> including a man, a woman, right. and a young student. Right. So it really has sort of distilled the essence of the site down, which I think is yeah, exactly. Is it, is and it, I think it's also pretty good to look at your own websites in in that in that way, because um, you know what, when I talked about it uh, about logic early on in the show, um, well, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, it might be useful to to strip your website from from CSS and JavaScript and images. And and look at at the naked core of your of your product. Yeah, we actually did a did a project here in the Netherlands. Um, um, well, it's a it's a Dutch website, but if if I would translate it, it's Microsoft un- undresses your website. Mm. Um, um, and what what that application does, it's it's like a bookmarklet, and um, you can you can load it on every website, and then there are a few switches where which you can. Uh, which you can use, uh, for example, undress, and then it strips out all the all the CSS, all the JavaScript, all the Flash, and all the Silverlight, and all the images. And what's what stays is is like the naked core of your website, and it it really helps people to understand what 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 the problem is of their website. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to see what somebody, no pun intended, visually impaired sees of my website. Yeah. Right. That's, I guess, the biggest question is what will this person get to see? And, and I think what I like about this enable page there is just that this is the two versions. Here you go. You know, can you yeah. get your site distilled down so that when all that stuff stripped away and it's just the text, it's still readable, logical, usable, conveys the message, you know, gets you to the next thing you want to know about. Well, we yeah. have that for .NET Rocks. If you go to m.netrocks.com, that's the mobile version. And it's just essentially text links. Text and links. I mean, it's a little formatting, but it's all very, very stripped down. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way. Um, well, for example, let's say that people just don't care about the blind and, and the impaired and whatever it is. Um, I mean, if you want to be that way, that's okay. But everyone wants to be higher up the lists in, in search engines, wants to be um uh, you know wants to have as many clients as possible and well those search engines are blind and and deaf and um you know physically impaired as well so if you don't do it for the blind people or if you don't do it for the people that 
um, you know, have ADD, then please do it for yourself and, and fix that website and, and be sure that you that you are higher in the charts in search engines because that what matters that's what matters to everyone. And if you do that part, then um, you know you're more accessible anyway. Richard, you know what time it is? It must be that happy it's time again. It's the happy time of the show where we get to give away stuff. I love this time. Yeah. So uh, today we're giving away a Telerik Ultimate Collection to a Woo-hoo. lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. Who's our winner? Our winner is James Manning. Congratulations, James. Golf clap for you. Golf clap for James. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to .netrocks.com and click on the big Get Free Stuff button in the upper right-hand corner. Join the fan club. It's easy. It's free. And uh, you could win on every show we give out something. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been giving out a Telerik Ultimate Collection on every show. We also, uh, this show, are giving away a free pass to DevTeach Vancouver, May 28th to June 1st. And that's at DevTeach.com. That's Vancouver, British Columbia, Richard's hometown. Yes, indeed. And in fact, I'll be hosting the speakers in my place. And all winners from .NET Rocks are invited. That's right. Including today's winner, who is Jacob Gade. Jacob. Congratulations, Jacob. Gade, Gade. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but congratulations. So, and that is a value in and of itself. And every December, we're going to give away $5,000 worth of great technology handpicked by us. An awesome Christmas present for somebody. Serious. Or Hanukkah or Ramadan or whatever you celebrate. Whatever you want to do. That's Kwanzaa. It. Kwanzaa. We don't care. Happy you can do, Merry you can celebrate Chris- any way you want. Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. That's fine <laughs> with us. All right. So go to .netrocks.com, click on the Get Free Stuff link, sign up, you could win. That's it. Back to Yeroon. There I am again. There you are again. So uh, do you have any websites that you can point us to besides the the corporate Microsoft site that are good examples of uh, accessible sites? Yeah, there are are a couple of tools uh, out there. Well, mainly the tools that people are already using, probably. Um, Like, for example... If you use the web developer toolbar in uh, in Firefox, or if you use uh, GSLint uh, to to fix your uh, your Java JavaScript, yeah. Well, those tools are, are are the best way to to enhance your website in a more accessible way. So, um, I mean, it's it's not rocket science. Accessibility accessibility is not. Um, is not a, a subject I went to university for uh, for about eight years. I mean, it's it's just mainly logical thinking, and 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 well, I mean, perhaps even the best tool is just to remove your own mouse and and try and and and, and navigate through your website with just your keyboard. Yeah, that might be the best tool, you know. Right. Because there, there are, are some toolbars for IE specifically for for uh, for sight impaired folks to to be able to rip things off the site they don't want to see yeah indeed there are there are some tools tools that uh, that enhance uh, well at least make it easier for for developers to to build accessible websites um most of those tools are are pretty much the same um you know it's all about removing css or images or uh showing alt text and i think that's uh that's the level where where most people should just go because when I talk to to developers, just most of them are not aware of what they're already doing on the subject of accessibility. Um, and I think we uh, we should just you know get a rack together and and move all those pieces 
towards each other to have to have that real uh you know tool to really make accessible uh websites it seems like this would be a tool that as a developer i should install just to see what my site would look like with someone trying to use that just stripping all those things out like this makes life easier yeah indeed indeed and um well i talked about uh about the tool uh undressable website earlier and um one of the tools we built for that uh, for that toolbar is uh a, cont- a, a, a contrast analyzer so what it does it 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 checks the uh the contrast luminosity uh of of a single pixel and and compares it to the pixels around it right and and then it returns a a, a heat map where you can see which parts of your website are um well do not have, have enough contrast Right, because the goal here is to have enough contrast so that people can see things if they've yeah. got sight impairments or color blindness or anything like that. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so that, and that's a. I mean, that means it's actually analyzing pictures. Yeah, it 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 just makes a screenshot of the website and it it, it gives back a screenshot with uh with the heat map layer on top of that. Mm-hmm. And um, what what it shows is that, for example, light gray text on uh, on white backgrounds or blue text on red backgrounds, um, well, just don't have enough contrast. It might be readable to you or me, but might not be readable when someone's using a five-year-old monitor or um, is having difficulties with the color contrasts. Well, heck, I'm in my 40s now. Some of the small font stuff I can't read anymore. Yeah. Uh- Imagine a retinal screen. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, and some of the problems we uh, we we're having here in in the Netherlands, I'm I'm not really sure how how that compares to your your countries, but um, we have a lot of old people and 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 just not enough young people to fill that gap in a few years from now. Yeah. So, for example, uh, a lot of older people have uh, have some some level of difficulties with. Uh, 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 you know, eye and hand coordinations. Mm-hmm. Um, having people with keeping up with all these these technologies that that you know seem seem easy for us, but not for them anymore. Uh, for example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I tried to send some files to my dad uh, using WeTransfer, and yep. um, well, to him that that even that small uh, form on the homepage of WeTransfer didn't make sense because uh, you know, the, the field says, fill in your name. And then he moves to the next field and fills his name in there because he, he expects that label to, to stay instead of, you know, click on it. And then, uh, you can, you can type in your text in that same area. Well, uh, just keep a track of a mouse pointer. You know, a lot of these screens now are so high resolution. The pointer's so small. Yeah. Where'd the pointer go? Yeah. That, that's just, that's the same difficulty. And we, we need to, to make some extra steps to, um, you know, to keep ourselves sane while developing, because it might make sense to us, it might make sense to to our to our nearest friends, but it might not make sense to all those people out there, and, and it doesn't it doesn't just uh, concerns those 650 million people around the world with some level of, of disability, but it, it concerns everyone. Um, right. and it might even make your and my life easier. If, if everyone just made made some uh, you know some some improvements to their website to make it more accessible 
just a little a little more thought about it because yeah. eventually all of us are going to have some kind of accessibility challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 yet again, it's it's not rocket science, you know. It's just that logical 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 thinker we need we need to you know to keep up with. Awesome. Well, Yarun, thank you very much, and uh, for enduring the the technical difficulties we have with Skype. They'll be non-existent to the listener, I assure you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I hope it, it 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 made sense to you guys. You bet. Absolutely. Boom. All right, and we'll see you, dear listener, next time on .NET Rocks. Thanks for listening. And remember, Pluralsight.com is where you can get 200 free minutes of developer training online. Pluralsight.com. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers online at www.franklins.net For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com Got a transmitter band by the FCC Yes, I'm a 